Could you imagine your body betraying you for two weeks out of every month? Well, Kamon knows all too well, and she's here to share her journey, living with premenstrual dysphoric disorder, also known as PMDD. Hello, and welcome to the System Podcast. I am your host, Kamon Brown Chabalala. I'm an entrepreneur, and I'm a sufferer with PMDD. Yes. And I am your co-host, Yushima Kamoi Cherry Burks. I'm an author, therapist, and entrepreneur. Okay, come on. We're about to get into your experience with PMDD. But before we do, it's time to learn something new about you. Come on. Here's one. What's your favorite family recipe? Asking for a friend. Oh. You know what? My mom is a queen of pork pork anyway she can jerk it she can oh no 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 oh my god my mom my mom throws down like my mom throws down because now i'm thinking i made this i made this today um curry curry mutton um yeah my mom throws down sis like there is nothing that my mom doesn't cook that i wouldn't eat but I love pork and not a lot of people can cook pork the way that I like it. So that would probably be my, probably be my favorite family recipe. I love, 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 love it. And that's the only thing I don't eat besides sushi. You know what? <laughs> well, oh, do you don't eat fish either, do you? No, not really. Now, I can substitute it for chicken. Whatever you can make pork into, I can make a chicken dish. So I need a re- one of your mom's recipes. For one of okay. our challenges. That'd be pretty cool. We should okay. cook together one of these things. I'm yeah. just saying. Guys, would you like that? Would you want to see that? Let us know. Yes. And it would be hilarious because your girl, Kamoy, is not <laughs> what you would call a uh, professional. Okay. I do what I can. I make soul food. But anything outside of that, touch and go. Jackson asked me, please, to stop. Not to not. <laughs> so that's fine. All right, Kamoy. I want to welcome you today as my beautiful co-host and our special guest. Thank you for sharing your journey with us today. Okay. Please tell us. So, come on. I want to welcome you today as my co-host and my beautiful special guest. I want to thank you for sharing your journey with us today. Please tell us what PMDD is and when you were diagnosed with it is my pleasure. Thank you. Okay, so first for diagnosis. I was diagnosed in 2009 or 10. It's been so long ago, but I think it was in 2010 that I was diagnosed. Now, what is PMDD? We can look at the clinical definition as such, yeah? Mm-hmm. But basically, to make it as simple as possible for everyone listening, it is a more severe form of PMS, yeah? Mm-hmm. A more severe form of your premenstrual symptoms. So most women will have premenstrual symptoms, especially when we go through a luteal phase. But for women with PMDD, it causes a severe range of emotional and physical symptoms every month during the luteal phase of their period, but it's before the period starts. Yes, yeah? some people it will end on the day of the period or maybe two or three days after, while for some people it's more lasting yeah mm-hmm. um some people call it severe pms but i don't like it if you want to add pms to it it's more like pms on steroids like steroids going wrong 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 because i don't think it's anything like pms i really don't think it is it sounds like when you call if someone were to call pmdd severe pms it sounds like it's being minimized but we'll it get is. into that a little bit later Thanks for sharing that. That sounds rehabilitating, and it's amazing that you're able to do as much as you can within this two-week period every month, right? So did you tell us when you were diagnosed with it? Yeah, I think back in 2010. 2010. I, I know I was in South Africa when I was diagnosed. Like, in Jamaica, they knew that there was a problem because I've never had, like, a regular period like most people my mm-hmm. period flows regularly now 
But when I first got my period, oh girl, you don't even want to hear that story. I thought I was dying. I thought something bad was happening to me. Mm. It was like really traumatic. And I think I told you this before, but my boobs were not there in them. They were huge. They were humongous. Yeah. They just mm -hmm. kept growing and growing mm. and they thought something was wrong. And when I was taken to the doctor, um, we were told that I bought too, too much testosterone. Yeah. So mm. it, I've never been looked at in Jamaica, like something is really wrong here. It was only when I was in South Africa and my, my, um, gynae at the time was like, now we've got to look into this. You cannot switch so easily. You can't. And I've always had that where people are like, no, you go crazy. You go really crazy. It's like one day you're the sweetest person. And the next day you're this crazy person that no one wants to be around. And I didn't understand it. And then I got my diagnosis. Okay. Well, I'm yeah. glad that you were able to find out exactly what was wrong with you. The healthcare system for black and brown women has shown itself to not be the best, but I'm glad that you were able to go to South Africa and get exactly what you need. And we'll get into that a little bit more later on. So this topic is interesting, but we're going to break it up a little bit. Come on, you know what time it is. What time is that? It is time for fun facts. That very first one. Okay, come on. Here is your fun fact of the day. Did you know that there is a company that turns dead bodies into an ocean reef? It's called Eternal Reef. Why'd you be playing with me? <laughs> I'm so serious. It's called. Why'd you be what do they turn them into? Am I hearing correctly? Ocean reefs. Mm, ocean okay. reefs. Absolutely. So it, they said that people who romanticize being buried at sea will request yeah. an eternal reef to, you know, be placed there forever. It mixes the cremated remains of a person with concrete to create a pearl onto which loved ones can etch personal messages, handprints, or environmentally friendly mementos. The pearl is then encased in a reef ball that's dropped into the sea where it provides a new habitat for fish and other sea life helping encourage a vibrant ecosystem. So you can be part of the ecosystem. I mean, would you want that? Yeah, I, I didn't know that. You know, I want to be cremated, but yeah, I, I don't want to be mixed with no cement, girl. No. You want to be mixed with cement? No. I told Quan something happened to me. He got a taxidermy me and just posed <laughs> me in different positions, sit me at the table when it's time to eat. It's time to eat, you feel me? If I if you talking to me, just make my you know what I'm saying? I want to be bendable. Just make sure my Mac is on point. You feel me? I told him. And I said, it's in my will. If you don't do it, you get nothing. So you got a decision to make. It's illegal, but we found somebody that can do it for a right price. So listen, that's it. It's all good. You better figure it out. You better figure it out because you ain't no he nobody can be there. That's something for you to think about too. I know you're so like. Oh, no, 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 all right. So let's get back into it. If I could find it, y'all, did I close it out? Hold on. Mm -mm. I did. I did. I did. I must have closed it out. Oh, no. Here it is. All right. I need to close this out. All right. Come on. So that fun fact was weird, and we're going to jump right back into it. So I know you touched on this a little bit earlier and I know there will still be some listeners that may not fully grasp the gravity of PMDD and how it differs from PMS. So what are some differences between PMDD and PMS? Okay, I'm I'm wrapping up a book on this because I completed some research and got some women, women with PMDD to answer certain questions through a survey. And so I'm wrapping up a book on that. And when I, I can't say what PMS is and isn't outside of research, outside of 
-hmm. What's wrong? Girl, it says I've been signed out because I'm currently signed in on another device. Signed out of what? Am I signed out of this one? It's still recording. Let's keep going. I don't know. Okay, so outside of research and you know what other women talk about, I don't, I can't fully understand, I can't fully grasp what PMS is because mm -hmm. I think that I've, I've always experienced PMDD rather than PMS. Yeah, but think about it this way: like for you, for someone with PMS, yeah, I made a joke about this last month. With someone with PMS, they get their periods and it's like, oh my God, the world, their periods and it's like, oh my God, the world has come to an end. Whereas for us, it's like, oh my God, there's finally some relief around the corner. Even mm -hmm. when our periods flow, there, there's this sense of relief. Your body does this thing where it's, where it's like, it breathes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, whereas with someone, okay, you guys might get a headache. Yeah. I don't get headaches with mine, but I'm part of groups where women struggle. They really suffer and it's intense. It lasts for days and days and days. Mm -hmm. So I guess when the difference comes, it's like PMS, it's like this thing. It, yes, it's bad, but it lasts for so long. Mm -hmm. Whereas for us, it's two weeks. For me, it's two weeks. For, for some women, it's one week. Right. For some women, it's more than two weeks. There are women that I know that have this thing happening to them for more than two weeks. Mm. I've, I've said this to you before, Yushima, where, you know, you have this, I feel as though this thing gets switched on inside my body and gases are released because I feel this goes off, go off inside of me. I, I don't think women with um, PMS experience that, yeah? And that happens two weeks out. And the moment that switches on, it's like I can feel it happening. It's like I can feel my wound there just as much as I can feel my finger, yeah? Wow. I feel it happening or my mood, will I will realize my energy is dropping. Something is mm -hmm. happening. Mm -hmm. And then I feel that burst happening inside me. And it's like, oh my God, I'm at that, I'm at that place now. I'm yeah. there now, yeah? Because mm -hmm. even when our periods change, at least for me, I can't speak for every woman with BMDD, at least for me, when my period changes, I know that it's changing because that thing goes off. Yeah. Right. It feels like balloon bursting. It feels like, you know, when you spray, when the spray bottle goes off, it feels very strange, but I feel it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't think PMS, with PMS, you experience that. There's mm -hmm. this severe depression because... I've told women, a lot of men, I think you need to go get checked because I think that you are, you know, having some PMDD symptoms. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With PMDD, your friend will be okay one minute. You're talking on the phone today and you're perfectly fine. Check her back later when things have gone off in her body. And it's like the whole world has come to an end. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Katie will say to me today, babe, bring, bring the laptop and put it over there. And it's like nothing. And then... When I'm in that state, it's like, bring that laptop over there. It's like, you've killed my mother, you've killed my father, you've killed everybody for me. And it's the worst possible thing that you could do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The depression is severe. It is like, you can't even get out of it. There are women who they'll, they'll message in the group. I can't even get up and feed my child. And your brain is telling you that this thing is wrong. Yeah. I haven't mm -hmm. fed the dog today. I haven't fed the children today. And I don't know what to do. I don't know how to. Your brain is telling you that, babe, you need to get going. You need, but your body's like, I just can't. Mm -hmm. I know that they need to be fed, but I just can't. I just feel like if I get up from here, I'm going to collapse. I'm going to die. The world is going to come to an end and all these things. So it's like your brain is attacking you. Your body's attacking you and you just don't know what to do. You mm -hmm. physically don't know what to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For some women... I used to experience a lot of rage, a lot. When I say rage, I talked to you about, about this before. I was in a relationship where this person could poke me, poke me, poke me, poke me, poke me for two weeks straight. And then there's that one day when they poke me and it's like the whole, everything inside me erupts and I'm just not taking anymore. It's like, yeah, I, I don't have the capacity anymore to block things out. I don't have the capacity to not react. Yeah, because a lot of life is self-control. But then I have no self-control at that time. I'll fight you because, yeah, I've had enough now. You're talking too much. You've been saying this thing for two weeks. You've been upset about the same thing for two weeks. And then you, in that moment, I just have no more self-control. And I just let out. So there was a lot of rage, a lot, 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 lot. Therapy has helped with that. 
A lot mm-hmm. of my symptoms now, they are more physical. Mm-hmm. Someone with, with PMS, they'll probably get into a mood or they'll be moody. They'll yeah. be moody. So PMS, they're moody. Mm-hmm. PMDD, we are depressed, like severe depression. Sometimes mm-hmm. we don't even know what, what's making us depressed. We don't even know what's making us feel down. We just know we feel down, down, down. And all we want to do is stay in bed and have nothing to do with the outside world, nothing to do with the inside world. Sometimes you can't wake up. It's like, I cannot wake up another moment to deal with this. So PMS, yes, you have some symptoms where your period annoys you. Your period is like, yeah, you have pain. One of the physical symptoms, a woman with PMD, PMS, she'll get a little bloating. A woman with PMDD, it's like she's six months pregnant or she's about to deliver. You see women in these groups that I'm a part of, they'll post the photos and they're like, oh, this was me yesterday and this is me today. And you're like, sis, and the physical pain that comes with it, it's unbearable, unbearable. Like, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. <sighs> wow. I wonder how many times PMDD has been misdiagnosed. Yeah. It sounds very I, I think a lot of times. A bipolar disorder. That's yeah. what it sounds like. Because you'll have times where you're able to get things done, that two-week period where things are good, like, oh, let me just take care of this, which can be mistaken or misread as manic. And then yeah. you go into this deep depression. You can hardly move. You're you're irritable. You're ready to fight. You're, you know, stuck in the bed. And it's cyclical. So the cycle would also play a part in misdiagnosing PMDD. So it has to be a real professional, someone who's aware between, you know, the differences and you have to listen to your body in order to be able to advocate for yourself and say, no, I don't think it's that. I think it's this. I'm so glad we're doing this show today. Um, when I was pregnant with all of my kids, that's why they're like 10 years apart, because I thought each one would be the last one. I had something called <laughs> hyperemesis, grandiose, yeah. right? Hyperemesis is like the PMDD for pregnancy. You talk oh. about your body betraying you. You have contractions for the whole 10 months. People say it's nine months, but it's 10. You're pregnant for 10 months, okay? From the time that baby is big enough to show up on a sonogram, which could be four weeks or whatever. Um, before that, you have severe saliva. Uh, mm-hmm. It comes, it like... You'll like stand there and you'll be flopping. Like you'll look like you have an intellectual disorder, right? So I had to carry a spit cup, which was mm-hmm. disgusting. I had to put napkins in it and then just keep this. And then I would fill that thing up and just had extra spit. Smells bothered me. I was sick. I was nauseous, but it wasn't regular nausea. It was like mm-hmm. everything made me sick. And then I was having contractions on top of it. And then. It was like my body was trying to get rid of this foreign object, which was my actual child, right? Mm -hmm. So when you talk about a body betrayal, I guess I'm able to really empathize with you. I couldn't imagine going through that every two weeks for the rest of my life. And it was something that you said when we were talking about this earlier. When I said, well, come on, at least when you go through menopause, you'll be free. Like, you'll be done. But... You answered me, and let's keep going. Before you answer that question, let's talk about what you're reading. Come on. <laughs> you know, what am I reading this week? I'm reading poetry, actually. Um, well, it's come in the post. I've not actually opened it, but that's what I'll be reading this week. So we had an author. We have an author. Mm-hmm. Do I remember the name off the top of my head? We have so many authors. Guys, don't judge me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that it's, it is from poverty to prosperity. And it's mm-hmm. a collection of poetry for young people. So I'm going to be reading that. I wasn't the one who edited it. So I thought, yeah, I needed something to read this week. And I thought, I'll get it. Um, yeah. I can't remember everything off the top of my head. I still need to open my package. But I'm reading poetry this week. Oh, good. So, so am I. I'm reading Windmills and Wishes by E.L. Bisson, right? It sounds like it's French, but it might just be Bison. I'm extra, so we just gonna say Bisson. Um, That's also and, how I call her name. <laughs> oh, is that how you say her name? And I actually found her on the Tamron Hill Press website. I know I could go to bookstores to get 
the same books that I find on Tamron Hill Press website. But I just like going on the website because it gives me insight on the authors. And then it's like, you know, it's organized in such a way that I can just go down the list and read it. So this is also a book of poems. And it talks about struggles of single parenthood, joys of single parenthood, personal observations of the world around us and those who live in it. It's just really, really good. And she loves felines. So this woman is able to capture our world in such a way that it creates and paints pictures for us. And it's a good, uh, I guess you could say it's, it's a good balance because we read so much for our jobs. We read so much for research. So I love a poetry read. So I'm into it. It's really, really good. All right, come on. So I know that we've discussed earlier how PMDD has changed your life. And you gave a really good example. But tell me about menopause. When you go through menopause, is that a guaranteed release from PMDD? Every woman's body is different, like everyone. When you were talking before we got into what we're reading, I've been pregnant before and I wanted to be pregnant. I wanted to have a child. I was free single and disengaged. I had the money for artificial insemination. I went through all the processes. I went through everything and I got pregnant. Girl, that thing, it lasted days only. I couldn't hack it. I could not hack it. I remember feeling like you were talking about super ill. I thought I was dying. Yeah. And that's not to say anything about pregnancy because I think I'm dying when I have any form of illness. Yeah. But I literally thought I was dying. I remember going, I remember calling the doctor and saying, listen, I think I'm pregnant. I'm puking, puking, puking nonstop. Mm -hmm. I think this thing has worked, but let me tell you something. You need to take it out because I don't want it. Mm -hmm. I cannot deal with this. And it's like, come on, we have spent so much time on this. We've been months doing this. You've found a sperm donor that you're happy with. You found everything that you want. And now you're telling me when it's working that you want to stop this. And I'm like, listen, we've got to stop this because I cannot do it. I felt like my whole world was coming apart. Mm -hmm. I remember holding my tummy and talking and saying, I'm really sorry, but I cannot, I cannot do this. I genuinely cannot do this because I felt crazy before. I felt 50 million times crazier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I felt like everything was just going to, yeah, I felt like it was going to kill me. So some women will tell you that they get relief when they are pregnant and stuff like that. I don't know. I've not been long enough to see, okay, does it stop nine months in? Does it stop eight months in, six months in or whatever? But there are women out there who get relief. There are women out there who have children and they don't have it so bad afterwards. They, I don't know if they heal from PMDD, but there are women who, you know, it helps. There are women who go through menopause and it's helped them. It's given them relief that they don't have to deal with these symptoms every single month anymore. But then there are women who they're going through menopause, they've been through menopause, and they're still dealing with this. And it leaves a lot of women disappointed because in their mind, once they got rid of the, um, once, it, once a period stopped and everything, mm -hmm. it was going to stop. But I think it's bigger than that. Like I said to you, it's like this, there's this release that happens inside my body. What's making that release? What's doing that? You know, what is inside of my womb that is turning that thing off? And does it stop getting turned on once I've got my, um, what do you call it? Once I've got menopause. And I right. don't know if, like the smells that you say, I don't know if, it, if it's because of my, because um, I'm also diagnosed with autism. So I don't know if that's what causes it, but my sensitivity to feel, to being able to feel what's happening to my body, to be able to sense smells. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can smell your hand and tell if your period is on its way. I can smell. And for me, everybody carries a different smell. Everything carries a different smell. Mm -hmm. I can smell your hand and tell if you're going to have diarrhea. There's because, and it gives me a very strong sensation in my nose mm -hmm. when I'm, like now, everything smells, every single thing. I'll be smelling something. I'm like, hey, do you smell that? And she's like, no. Yeah. And mm -hmm. then we get into the thick of it and just like, oh, you see what I mean? But yeah. for me, it's like hypersensitivity. And it doesn't happen all the time. It's just certain times of the month that everything, everything just like, you know, upsets my, 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 my sense of smell, my taste, everything. Mm. So, but yeah, to answer your question, no, I don't 
as women with PMDD, we've got to be careful in how we're looking for hope and how we're looking for a solution. Because we're, I think in a lot of ways, we are setting ourselves up for disappointment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For mm-hmm. me, managing my PMDD has been the best solution for me. Yeah. I used to be on medication before since I've been in this country I've not been able to get my medication. Mm-hmm. And maybe I could have if I went and talked to another doctor. But mm-hmm. I'm like this. When you when you teach me something, I learn and I carry on. Yeah. Right. Because when I just came here and I went to get help with my PMDD, mm-hmm. I was told there was this woman in the room and she just irritated me. I don't know what she was, I don't know who she was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and they did say, but I, I when I'm in that state, I've got no time for nothing. Just tell me what I want to hear. And I'm very impatient, naturally. Right. But right. during that time, I'm like super impatient. If you want to tell me the sky is blue, just tell me the sky is blue. Don't be explaining things because mm-hmm. it only irritates me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I went into this doctor's office and I'm telling them I, I need to be on medication because I was on medication in South Africa. I've run out of those medication and I can't fly back to South Africa to get them. So this is what I have. I've got PMDD, da, 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 da. And then this witchful woman, she sat there and she was like, oh no, you've just got, you've just got depression. You just need, you just need antidepressants. Girl, wow. the rage that rolled up inside of me, I'm not going to lie to you. I could not respond. I looked her up and down because I really just wanted to choke her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I looked her up and down and I thought, you know what? Dale does look good today. And I just walked out of the room and I've never, ever gone back to try to get help in this country for it. That was eight years ago. But to me, it's like, I can't depend on a system that doesn't work to serve me. That doesn't work to help me because yeah. I can't be telling you that my toe is chopped off and you're telling me, no, it's my finger. That yeah. doesn't make sense to me. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. A doctor diagnosed me with this thing. Right. Who are you to come and tell me? No, you've only met me once. You're just looking at me and you're telling me, oh, no, you're, you're just depressed. You just need antidepressants. Like, seriously? Yeah. And then it irks me because a lot of women are being treated with antidepressants. Mm-hmm. A lot of women with BMDD. But is that the right solution? I don't necessarily think so because my solution is working better than anything else has ever worked for me. But everybody's different. We've all got to find what works for us. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you said that, Kamon. I really want you to touch on the steps that you're taking to help minimize symptoms as much as you can since there hasn't been anything proven to cure PMDD at this time. Um, what are you doing differently, especially since you're not on any medication? And I'm sorry that you went through that experience where your feelings, your I don't know, autonomy was taken away from you during that doctor's appointment and totally dismissed and just given some fly-by-night misdiagnosis. And that's what I was talking about earlier, um, to have to advocate for the bare minimum. It's exhausting. And if you're going through PMDD at the time when you're at this appointment, it's no way you would be able to be in a space to have to advocate and try to prove to someone what your illness is when you've lived with this thing, you've researched it, you have the diagnosis. It sounds very frustrating. Um, But in what ways are you able to help to minimize your symptoms of PMDD for those two weeks? You know, I never thought that I would get relief, but, or I never thought that this type of relief was possible. I had to go through my life and I remember the first time I realized what was causing the severity of it, I had to do an assessment. So I had to say, okay, for years people have been saying to me, Kimon, you become two different people. I thought I was bipolar. I legit thought I was bipolar. Yeah. Because how do I go from, and it was that internal feeling as well, where I'm extremely happy. I'm perfectly fine. And that's another thing. A lot of women with PMDD, we are overachievers. We can we can pull anything out of the bag on those two good weeks. Yeah, we mm-hmm. can build houses. We can build a whole you know company and have it up and running in those two weeks. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then in these two weeks, it's like we are a shell of a person. We become completely different people. Yeah. So it took me time to sit down, and my PMDD has never been so bad as it was during COVID. I was in a relationship, I was living with this person and 
this person for me caused a lot of trauma. Yeah, it was a wow. lot of trauma. When I say a lot of trauma, I mean a lot of trauma. I started questioning myself. I started feeling like I wasn't safe. And I kept saying to this person, I felt like I was when I was growing up with my mother and just wanted to run away and have nothing to do with my mother. Yeah, because I've been through a life, I've lived a life where there's been so much trauma, so much flight or fight, so much having to stand because I'm either going to walk away or I'm going to stand up, I'm going to fight you. I've said this to you before. I was never the person who argued. I can't be standing up and arguing with you. You want to argue, go ahead and argue. Yeah. But then when you get on my nerves to the point where I can't take it anymore, I'm going to fight you. I'm going to go into a fist fight with you. We're going to, we're going to punch up because you want to talk so much. Let's do something that, you know, solves the problem and we're just done with it. That's mm -hmm. always how I've seen things. When I, when I was growing up, people would fight me and will, will pick on me. And I probably won't fight. Three weeks, you'll be picking on me. Three weeks, you'll be picking on me. And then that third week, it's like, ugh, I've had enough now. I'm going to fight you. And I'm, I'm, I'm the type of person who used to fight so bad that until I draw blood, the fight wasn't over. Because that blood would give me the sensation that, what are you doing? Come on, what are you doing? Yeah, because I had so much rage. I had to protect myself. I had to defend myself. And when I was in that relationship, I felt like I was living that life again. Yeah, I had got, I've told you about my first marriage. It was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. My PMDD was bad then as well, but it was bad in the, in the sense that I wasn't fighting back because I'd never been broken or brought to my knees in that way as I was in that marriage. Yeah, right. so there, for me, it, it is attached to my trauma. It is very much attached to my trauma. Like mm. I remember once I asked in a group, guys, and this was when I was trying to figure things out. Okay, what is the solution? What am I going to do? And I asked mm. the women, do you guys think that this is attached to the trauma that we've been through? Because I feel like it has. How is it that in those two weeks, I can handle this woman saying anything, doing, it, doing anything? You know, I can handle it. Mm -hmm. But then inside of hell week, we call it hell week, inside mm -hmm. of hell week, I just want to kill her. I just want to take her head off for doing the exact same thing. Right. And I said this to my friend, it was like reliving all my trauma all over again during those two weeks. I would think about the time my mom didn't do this, the time my sister did this, the time this one did this. I would think about those things and I would sit for days and cry over these things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so then I had to get to a place where okay come on something is going on here yeah and I remember my first my first thing was to say to this person there are times when I can handle the bickering and there are times when I just cannot yeah so you, when I say to you that I can't do this today I'm saying it from a place deeper than I can't do this today I'm being honest with you to say that this thing that you're doing or saying right now it's really deeper than you think that it is and let's not go there yeah mm -hmm. That didn't work. It's like when I said I can't do this today, sis is ready to take it further. She mm. is ready to go further than further. Yeah, because yeah. And I felt like I was being poked by this person. Mm -hmm. Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna bring out the worst in you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So for me, I had to get to a place where I remember when I chose myself and I decided that I don't want this. I do not want this. I cannot. And I said it. Yushma, I would be screaming in this house. I'm like. I'm going out there. I'm doing things. People are going to see me as this crazy person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I cannot mm -hmm. be fighting like this. I cannot live like this. I would cry and weep in this house. I cannot continue to live like this. Yeah. So my first thing was try was get that person out of my life. I remember when they left, it was like this new world opened up for me. This mm -hmm. whole new world opened up for me. So that helped me. When I started dating Kay, I told her, I've got this problem. These are the things that I can handle. These are the things that I can't handle. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be honest about my mental health, but I don't want someone around me who's going to use it as a weapon against me. Because right. I, I don't want to go to prison. I don't want to go to prison. I don't want to end up in the morgue. I don't want to be fighting like that. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Right. So that was, that was the thing. I remember I, me and Kay, we were sitting down with this friend, and P was like, Kimon, I understand what this thing does to you, but you've got to find a way to just fix it. You've got to fix it for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. I remember, and she said to me, what, what will it take to make you not have these moments of rage? What will it take? 
And yeah. I thought about that. She said, you need to come up, come up with a plan and you need to work that plan. And yeah. Kay and I came up with a plan and we worked that plan. Let me tell you something. When Kay and I just started this relationship, I think maybe for the first two or three months, girl, when that mind switched for the two weeks, mm-hmm. I would see Kay like my biggest enemy. Mm. I would see everything in everyone else. Yeah. Right. And, I, and I'd tell her, you better not be doing this. You better not be doing that. You better not be doing this. And she's like, this has got nothing to do with me. Why are you doing that? You need to stop because that's not even happening here. You're mm-hmm. making noise about something that somebody else did. I've not done this. And mm-hmm. I couldn't see it. I could not see in that moment. Yeah. So when I had to change how I act, I had to change that. Yeah. I had to mm-hmm. change how I communicate and I had to change I had to be able, so I would get a trigger warning then, yeah? So when I feel like that, then I'd say to Kay, babe, I think it's happening. Before Kay came along, I didn't even know which day this thing got switched on. I did not know. So we had to sit down and work it out to say, this is the day. So this is the day your hell week starts. This is the, this is the day your period starts, because it was something I never paid attention to. Mm-hmm. Okay, my period is here. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm in a mood. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I had to, I had to get rid of the toxicity. You know, with my family, I had to get rid of that because yep. it, I can't keep reliving the trauma. I cannot. I mm-hmm. can't. Yeah. I had to get rid of all the toxicity in my life. I had to. I had no other choice because I have to choose my my own self. Yeah. I have to choose to be healthy and happy and whole, and that's what I did. So I got rid of people out of my life. I got rid of the people who would trigger me. To the point where mm-hmm. I think about all my trauma as a child, all of that crying and you know crying myself to sleep. I haven't cried myself to sleep in in at least two years. I haven't mm-hmm. had to go through that where I'm like, oh my god, you know what I mean? Yeah. I have. Well, not at least two years. Maybe yeah, a year, almost two years. Okay. Yeah, because I left that girl. What was it? Twenty twenty one June. And that was my last crying myself. I thought to hell with this. Mm-hmm. And you know, when when I was going through that brain fusion, I thought this this was gonna be tough. I'm not gonna lie to you. I felt so free, so free. free. It was like mm-hmm. I had a new life, and that helped me. I could now sit with myself. How I mm-hmm. eat has changed. I have to drink a lot of water. I have to hydrate, and I have when I feel myself dipping. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, what's wrong? And I have to stop and think, come on, what's happened? What's wrong? I have to go and drink my water. I've tried um, CBD oil. Right. That worked for me. It did help me. So I'm not going to knock it. It did help me. But I had to come off it because although it has no HDC, what I realized two months in was that if I went a day without it, girl, mm. girl. It would be like everything inside me switched on. And I didn't want something to turn things off. And then I'm dependent on it. So I gave that off. I I did it for about two or three months. I'm not going to lie. It did help me. It Mm -hmm. really did help. I didn't feel as depressed. I didn't feel as angry. I didn't feel like the world was falling apart. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't continue because, yeah, it did affect me when when I wasn't having it. So I gave that off. So now it's just food. It is my environment. I'm very picky with my environment. Yesterday, Kay and I went to the movies. We went oh. to the movies. I'm inside mm-hmm. the movie. And so when I came back, I talked to you just before I started working. Mm-hmm. And we, we wanted to go to the movies and watch a few movies because I haven't done that in a long time. But right. I went to the movies. There is this woman behind her child and they're making noise. I don't go to the movie to hear the noise. I don't want to watch mm-hmm. the movie. I want to concentrate on the movie. I don't want to hear you talking and all of this. And I was so angry. I was so angry. So with them talking, I was like, okay, they're going to settle down. I didn't mind. Girl, mm-hmm. I'm laying on, on, on the chair. Then when this bright light into my eyes, I'm like, what's that? I'm frightened. Yeah? Nice. My heart is racing. I'm frightened. This woman is taking a video or a photo of her child or something. Oh. And I got so angry. I turned on. I said, so aren't we sharing a space? What's mm. wrong with you? And I was so annoyed. I went down to the movie place. I said, listen here. Give me my money back. I said, listen here. It's not going to happen this month. I am at the worst place now. It's like PMS on 50 million steroids. That's over, over, over performing. 
and mm-hmm. I'm not going to deal with it. I came to the movies, I want peace and quiet, and I want to watch this movie in peace. My mm-hmm. heart was racing. When I tell you, babe, I was getting so upset. Mm-hmm. Last month, something similar happened, and I was out of it. You saw me all of last month. It was bad. Yeah. And I remember coming back, and I sat down, and I had to do breathing techniques, and I had to bring myself down. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I just want to watch this movie. And can I tell you, my anger had gotten so high that all I wanted to do was sleep. I pushed mm-hmm. through, I watched the movie, and I said to Kay, when we're done, I don't want to stay here. I don't want to watch another movie. Let's just go home. I'm happy at home. I'm going to be at peace at home. And I want that. And I came home. Mm. So there's a lot that can happen to trigger you. There's a lot. You've you've got to find what works for you. If I had stayed out and gone into another movie, then it could have probably gotten worse. And I probably wouldn't have been able to talk. You see when it gets bad, I just have to sleep. I just have to sleep it off because there's nothing else I can do. Like my heart races, the mind starts going and the mind isn't going even to what they've done. It's going to what everybody in your life has done. Everybody. Mm. Some things come to your mind and you're thinking, did that even happen? What? And then you, and your mind will force you. Yes, it did happen. And it pushes, pushes, pushes until that memory comes present. And then it's difficult to deal with that memory. Right. Yeah. I feel like going on and on and on. I would love to see the brain scans of women before the PMDD, during, like right when it's building up and then during and then after. I would love to see like six months of brain scans. I don't know if they've invested research for PMDD like that. I haven't been able to find anything that extensive, but I would love to see what parts of the brain light up during those times because it seems as though that correlation between trauma and PMDD is very interconnected, right? It is very I think it is. A lot of women don't agree, but I think it's deeply interconnected. So deeply. I wonder if it's different for different people, right? So I wonder. It if might be because nothing is constant. Nothing right. at all is constant. A lot of women have said that they think that their trauma is connected, and sometimes we don't think we don't it, unless it's like massive, massive trauma. People don't see trauma as trauma. You see what I mean? Yeah, but the body reacts to things differently. Mm-hmm. And to the body and the mind, to the brain, it is traumatic. You mm-hmm. see what I mean? Right. So you might think, oh, I, I got over it. It was a small thing. And mm-hmm. to your brain, it's a huge, huge thing. So thank you for sharing, Kamal. I would recommend for yourself and other women, if you find that you have... Um, thoughts that are reoccurring during this time of the month, write that thing down and see if there's a pattern. And if this thought, this intrusive thought continues to show up, it could possibly be a traumatic incident that continues to show up during this time, which will show you the correlation between trauma and PMDD or whatever other symptoms you may find yourself having during that time. Um, Get yourself a medical journal we're putting out a medical journal uh, to help you to keep track of signs and symptoms of illnesses, mental illnesses, physiological illnesses, prescriptions, what worked, what didn't, um, so that you'll be able to keep track of it in an organized way and you can refer back to it. And it's something that you can continue to update and you can take it with you to your appointment so that you're not forgetting anything during those one-on-ones with the doctor. Because I don't know about you, Kamal, but I feel very much rushed when I go into the doctor's office sometimes because they're just ready to get in and go. But if you have your list of symptoms in front of you, you have dates, you have things that you've tried, you have all of this information in front of you, it holds that doctor accountable for taking care of you the best way that they can. So I just want to thank you for sharing today. It's time to wrap it up right now. Wait, can I, can I say something? I was just, just going to ask you, is there anything that. you would like to add about today's topic? Yeah. What you just said about the whole idea of, you know, writing things down, it's very important. When I saw my therapist, yeah, there, mm-hmm. I, I, I pay attention to stuff. And because of my autism, I'm able to keep a record of things in a, in a way that a lot of people aren't. I'm mm-hmm. able to remember the dates. I'm able, and a lot of people always tell me, come on, that's not what happened. But because of the way my brain works, I can remember exactly how your face looked, exactly mm-hmm. how I felt. I can remember the incident, like it's playing out in front of my eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So I used to keep a mental record and I would go to my therapist and say, this, it happened like this, 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 this. What do you think? Yeah. It's the same with PMDD as in with, when my, when mine was, mine was happening and while we realized that, okay, the trauma is triggering that and you've got, cause my therapist used to tell me from day one, she met me, she used to tell me, come on, you've got to decide to let go of some of these people because I think they're affecting you more than you realize. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people would think, you know, oh, she's a therapist. You can't say that. I probably thought that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But she was looking after my own well-being, and she saw it before I saw it. And mm -hmm. we were able to say, okay, do you remember last week we talked about this? And this is what happened. You brought up the same memory. Do you remember the week before we talked about this? And today you're coming back with the same thing. So, mm -hmm. and you told me this and she kept, she kept a good record. So I was able to say, hang on a minute. Every time this thing happens, it triggers this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So mm -hmm. they must be linked. They are correlated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that helps me a lot. If you can't remember, write it down, write it down. Like Ishmael said, you might not think it's traumatic, but it's dramatic because mm -hmm. I love my dad to bits. I love my dad to bits. And I remember because my dad left Jamaica when I was a little girl and that affected me more than I was willing to admit, more than I realized even, yeah. far more than I even realized. Because mm -hmm. I remember I, after leaving my therapist, I called my dad and I'm like, yeah, and I didn't even realize I was angry with you. I'm extremely angry with you because you left me. Yeah, right. but I didn't right. think that because he was very much present as in he, he sent money to look after us. He, he did what he could. And I, I, I'm like that. My mind works like that. I mm -hmm. always look at, I, I don't think that, oh, because you're the parent, then your life must be together. Yeah. I've always thought, oh, but you know, you're a parent, but you also come with all this baggage. Absolutely. So you are trying to live the best way you know how, mm -hmm. and maybe you can't give me this. Maybe you can't do this. Maybe you can't do that. So I've always been that little girl. Mm -hmm. So I didn't stop to think, yeah, but I'm really angry with my dad. But every time I would be in my PMDD state and he's calling, I would get so angry, mm. like so angry. And I'm like, but I love hearing from my dad. So what's the problem? And right. we were able to find out that this is a problem. Trauma. Yeah. It, it just keeps showing up. The trauma is a trigger. That's so interesting. I oh, I can so. talk about this thing. Oh, dang, you know, I love to pick your brain. <laughs> about anything but this topic is so great guys listen if you want to know more about pmdd please put it in the comments send us an email contact us on social media put it in the dms send it on the pigeon do what you need to do just get your questions comments answers and concerns to us the best way that you know how come on i think i've got what I think I've got three books coming out in the next ah. three months with PMDD. I've got a poetry book that's coming out this month mm -hmm. on 30th of March. I've got a research I told you guys about, and I'm trying to document my own story mm -hmm. because I don't want to tell everyone that love is going to fix it. But I think that surrounding myself with love has really helped that. All my friends that I've got now are healthy for me. Mm -hmm. They want good for me. None of my friends that I've got now trigger me. My mm -hmm. partner doesn't trigger me. Nothing triggers me. And even with extended family members that triggers me, mm -hmm. I'm able to say to my partner, I can't deal with that person and I'm not going to deal with that person because I left abuse and I'm not going to deal with it. And she understands that. So mm -hmm. I'm not having to be in situations or in relationships where it's bad for my own health. So mm. I'm writing a book about that. I'm documenting, I'm doing a daily journal to yeah. say how I feel and stuff like that. And I think I might even just share it raw mm -hmm. because as we talked about this, last month was really, really bad, like extremely bad. All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks, Simone. I'm just making a note to put the books in the time, in the description. Okay. Okay, so that they'll be able to find it when it's available. Okay, so what are you manifesting this week? Girl, I'm manifesting peace. I'm manifesting being able to just be Kimon and do what Kimon does and get a lot done because, yeah, it's the 28th of the month and you know how it is. In a I few know. days, it's going to be hell on earth, so... Yeah, I'm manifesting peace and being able to just cover everything that I've got to cover. Yeah. Good, good, good. Um, I'm manifesting my mind-body connection. 
listening to myself, one thing that I practiced faithfully that really helped with my mind-body connection was doing yoga, my breathing exercises, and just taking like five to 10 minutes in the morning to just sit with myself in meditation. I still do my, I still read my Bible. I still do my devotion. I still do my gratitude journal, which is available on Amazon called 124 Days of Gratitude by Yoshima Moore Jerry Burks. Check that out. It's available at all major bookstores. However, Amazon tends to have it on sale every now and again. So check that out. Um, but it has really been helpful to me and my mental health to do that. But I do want to implement my mind-body connection a little bit deeper. So I'm going to start back doing my yoga, my deep breathing, and uh, making sure that I get that time for meditation. All right. So we are at the end. Thank you so much, guys, for joining the System Podcast. Remember to like our videos, subscribe, follow, and share. I'm trying to find that. Don't touch. That's right. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to listen to our podcast every Tuesday. You see it? You got it? Okay, okay. yeah. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. That's right. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to listen to our podcast every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central and 1 p.m. GMT. Guys, I know that the time has changed, so we'll probably just update the, um, what do you call it, the description, but we'll make sure it comes to you anyway, but we'll update the time, if anything. Um, and remember to follow us on social media. It is at the system podcast and system as usual is with an S I S for the sisterhood. That's right. Once you find us on one, come on, you'll be able to find us on all right. Using our link tree. The System Podcast. And listen, don't forget to check out our YouTube channel on Wednesdays and Thursdays for more video content. And Mondays, guys. Mondays. Yes, we do our Monday Mondays. Listen, you guys are watching, but I need you to hit that button and subscribe. We're trying to get enough followers so we can go live. We can interact with you all. We can take your questions live. We can interview you online. Let's make this happen, guys. Join us. Saturdays, once y'all get it together and start following more, where we can do a live at 5 and 6. You can still leave us your questions or stories in the comments. You can DM us if you would like to remain anonymous because we do the system react and we can definitely react to one of your stories. I've been your host, Yoshima Kamoi Cherry Burks. And I've been your host, Timon Brown Chabalala. We'll see you in the next one, guys. And bye-bye.